What if you could know what God is doing in each season? Imagine the breakthroughs you'd find if you could synchronize your watch with God's and copy his day planner. It doesn't take a supernatural revelation of his divine will. It's exactly what's possible when you follow the patterns he already laid out in the Hebrew calendar and explore the emotional themes in each month. After all, Ecclesiastes does say there is a time for every purpose under heaven. Join me, Leah Lassane, one of the authors of the Healing in the Hebrew Months book series and your podcast host as we unpack the biblical significance, emotional themes, and prophetic symbols associated with each Hebrew month and how you can apply these insights to your spiritual journey. Welcome back to the Healing in the Hebrew Months podcast. I'm Leah Lassane, your podcast host and author of book one in the Healing in the Hebrew Months series. And today for a special bonus episode, I am joined by Seneca, author of book two in the Healing in the Hebrew Months series. And we've received a lot of questions, especially uh, with the month of Tishri, about how to celebrate, um, how to celebrate Rosh Hashanah, how to celebrate Yom Kippur, how to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. So we're going to get into that a little bit today, or a lot bit today, of how we don't celebrate, um, <laughs> more so maybe than how we do. Um, but Seneca, you've, I think, been the one that have, has fielded a lot of those questions. And what is it people are wanting to know? I think the expectation is that we are super on top of this, and we go all out, and we do all the things, and we do them right, and... <laughs> And that's just not our um, MO, I guess. I think both of us are pretty relaxed about it. And we always know what day it is and what feasts are coming up and things like that. And we're observing in our way, but we're not going through all of the pomp and circumstance that is normally associated with those things. Yeah. So I would refer folks back to our Messianic Jew-ish disclaimer. (laughs) Um, if you have come here thinking we are Torah observant, Messianic Jewish, all sorts of things like that, I'm sorry, but you're in the wrong place. Um, we have great love and respect for those folks. And if that is you, you are certainly welcome here. Um, but we are Christians that simply are pursuing whatever it is that God has laid out for us in the old Testament, um, that points to Jesus, that points to these seasons that he set up throughout history. Um, so sometimes that can feel a little counterintuitive because it feels like if you're reading all these Old Testament accounts of feasts and holidays and how you're supposed to celebrate and paying attention to the calendar, then, well, of course you have to celebrate all the things too. And yes and no. Um, like Seneca said, we were aware, we're observing, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we are participating in any kind of religious practice or rituals or anything that that feels like work um more (laughs) more of our uh our celebrating is through our heart postures with the lord um, with our prayer life with the things that we are noticing and having conversations with holy spirit about in that season um so for example rosh hashanah um, rosh hashanah is not actually in scripture we make a big deal of celebrating it it's not in scripture. Um, what is in scripture is Yom Teruah, which is the day of shouting. And the only command for Yom Teruah is to rest and to hear the shofar blown. Um, so if you go back to the Tishri episode of the podcast or look in our books, you'll see we do talk about that. 
um, about how to rest and how to go hear a shofar be blown. Um, we've got some samples of that on the website. Um, but yeah, for me personally, Yom Teruah, um, you know, I'm aware of it, especially um, the years that it falls on a Sunday um, or cl- like over a weekend um, when I go to church and I'm in worship, I'm thinking about that. Um, you know, I don't show up with my shofar, but sometimes other people do. Uh, and I enjoy hearing the shofar be blown. Um, but I don't, don't do anything really any different. Um, Seneca, you were eating apples and honey this year, right? <laughs> I did. And I even felt like that was just a little too religious for me and superstitious even, because you're supposed to eat that. So your year will be sweet. Well, you know, it's always going to be sweet with Jesus, right? So I felt a little off doing that even, but oh well. <laughs> yeah. So but yeah, we just keep it super simple and, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's not hard to listen to a shofar and take some rest, right? Yep, absolutely. And I was saying before we hit record, you know, it's Feast of Tabernacles right now as we're recording. And I don't have a tent up. I mean, I would enjoy eating outside if somebody else built the thing, but I'm not going to go build it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So maybe some suggestions for folks as you're, you know, Yom Kippur was last week. Right now we're in the Feast of Tabernacles. You know, how, how do you approach this? And I think our recommendation would be through prayer, (laughs) Um, you know, seek the Lord, say, Hey, God, what are you trying to show me? In this, mm-hmm. season. um, you know, with Yom Kippur, even though it's the Day of Atonement, it's the High Holy Days, it's the biggest, most important uh, holiday on the Jewish calendar. We're not Jewish, so we have Jesus. We're on this side of the cross. Um, Yom Kippur is still a beautiful prophetic picture of that, um, and we don't want to downplay all those beautiful symbols that are there. Um, but we aren't going to get wrapped up in the the religious rigmarole. Um, you know, we, we might take some time to on Yom Kippur to reflect on Jesus as our final perfect mm-hmm. sacrifice. Um, but ultimately we're just really thankful that we don't have to, to do all of that anymore. Yeah. And I would just say when in doubt, refer to the Bible, you know, there's some instructions about Passover and how to celebrate that, which there's a blog post on our website, if you get to Passover and it is lower key than what is normally depicted in the Jewish Seder. So yeah, I I like that one. I like being able to go grill my lamb burger and have it on a chaffle bun with some horseradish leaves and (laughs) and not meal. (laughs) Yes. A really great meal. And that's the thing about the feast that I like is you can pretty much always talk me into the food. (laughs) We're big fans of the yeah station the the perm cookies Basically, uh-huh. whatever food goes with the holiday definitely feel free i'm to- all about that yeah <laughs> i mean whatever brings you joy about celebrating right so well and like you said like <laughs> the apples and honey that's the food associated with rosh hashanah but for you that time that kind of felt off so mm-hmm. with the food you know if it feels like religious um you know so what I did after that was I made a German chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Yes, that was much better. <laughs> so yeah, definitely enjoy the food. Watch your heart. 
you know, really engage yeah. your heart. Um, one of the the things that I love celebrating with Passover, um, because I'm I'm trying to find in our books as we're talking Passover, it's basically eat lamb, um, with the bitter herb, mm-hmm. and it has to be cooked over over an open flame. There we go. So we're grilling lamb. You gotta eat it all. So yep. eat your whole burger. whole <laughs> <laughs> lamb burger with some horsey ranch sauce or something kind of horseradishy um and then the other aspect of passover is retelling the story of the passover so my family we've loved watching the prince of egypt and that's our little way that we retell the story every year we eat our lamb burgers and we hang out and have a movie night so um it doesn't have to be complicated Mm mm-hmm so something else we've added as well to our Passover celebration is we take communion. Um, when you get really into it, it's very likely that, um, well, likely, not likely, there's debate about it, but likely that the the Last Supper maybe was part of the Passover weekend, not necessarily Passover Seder, but part of that Passover season. Um, so we take Passover um, as a time to take communion as well um and a lot of times passover and easter align and so we're not just celebrating passover we're celebrating good friday we're celebrating a lot of things all there together yeah communion is always a good idea yeah and then so the next holiday uh coming up would be hanukkah um definitely one with a lot of fun food but one that is not actually mentioned in scripture, except for mentioning um, in John that Jesus went and celebrated as the feast of dedication. So Hanukkah, there's a lot, a lot of room to decide um, if you want to celebrate, how you want to celebrate, what God's showing you about Hanukkah. Um, like I said, there's just that one, one little mention in John. Um, let's see if I can find the reference. Um, but that reference in John, John, here we go. John 10, 22. Um, it just kind of in passing says that Jesus was celebrating the feast of dedication. Doesn't really tell you about the feast of dedication or what he was doing. Um, just that that's, that's what he was doing while he was in Jerusalem at that time. Um, what we get about Hanukkah actually comes from the book of Maccabees, um, which, are apocryphal books, meaning that they're usually not considered um, canonical scripture. They're not considered on the same level as um, the Bible as we think of it. Maccabees um, was included in the canon for quite a while, though, it wasn't it? Was yeah, it was included. I'm trying to remember how long it was included. It was included, I think, up until almost Martin Luther. Um, and then at that point, they kind of just started pulling stuff just for length. Um, but Maccabees, it's largely a, a historical book. Um, so whether or not you agree that it is uh, should be held at the same level of scripture, it is a accurate historical telling. Um, and so Maccabees is where we get the story of Judah Maccabees um, and the dedication of the temple. Um, it's where the celebration of Hanukkah comes from. Um, so if you haven't read it before, um, that would be a really great way to celebrate Hanukkah. Um, is take time and read through first and second Maccabees. Um, they actually are on Bible gateway. If you pull up, um, Bible translations that are like the Catholic Bibles, 
Um, mm -hmm. Bible Gateway does have those on there, so you can read them for free. Um, but another resource too, I have a book that kind of goes along with the Healing in the Hebrew Month series. Um, it's called Miracles and Dedication, Christian Devotions for the Festival of Lights. Um, and with that, we go through uh, each night uh, the traditional readings of scripture for that Hanukkah night, and then um, some New Testament readings that I've paired along with those traditional readings. And then each night has some reflection questions. Um, so that would maybe be a good example of, of how we're one way we're going after these holidays. It's not necessarily about the the actual religious practice. It's about our heart. It's about our mindset. It's about, you know, just what we're talking to God about in that season. And apparently about the foods we eat because we just really <laughs> like the food that goes along with the holidays. So if you want to eat your jelly filled donuts and uh, play your dreidel game and eat your, your candy coins, chocolate coins uh, for Hanukkah, you go for it. Just know that none of that came from scripture. <laughs> um, yeah, not other, we don't even call it Hanukkah in scripture. We call it the Feast of Dedication. Yeah, just, I guess the takeaway is freedom. And I think for a lot of people who feel like they don't have community that celebrates these things, it's, that's where they're getting hung up of, well, how do I do this? And well, however you want to really. Yeah, our goal is definitely not to put anyone under more religious <laughs> stuff that they have to do. Amen. Um, if, if any of this adds to your to-do list, throw it out. Um, but if it adds to your prayer list, if it enriches your conversations with the Lord in that season, that's great. That I would say is our goal. Mm -hmm. And the feasts are basically just the appointed times that God is going to show up on a deeper level, supposedly. So taking some time to make sure you're not too busy, that you're hearing and having that time with God is a good thing. Yeah. Absolutely. You do nothing else, you know, just do that. Yep. Makes sense. Cool. Well, if you guys have more questions about celebrating the holidays, uh, you can find us in our Facebook group, which is Healing in the Hebrew Months Community on Facebook. Um, we'll drop all those links in the show notes. But I hope that has given you a breath of fresh air, of freedom, that you don't feel the weight of having to celebrate all these things. If anything, you're just excited to go find recipes of what to eat on them. We'll try to share a few more recipes too while we're at it. Yeah, we'll <laughs> definitely get to those. So, but that's it for our bonus episode. So thanks for joining us and we'll see you back, I guess, on uh, Heshvan, if not before for another bonus episode. <laughs>